girl. Actually making a girl. This is Wyatt and Gary. I'd give her one digits mammary glance. Something's about to change their world. Something out of this world. She's alive! Alive! What would you little maniacs like to do first? It's all in the name of science. Weird science. If you want to be a party animal, you have to learn to live in the jungle. Not us. Not here. No way. She is turning their lives. Trust me for once, will you? What is going on? Gary, I don't know. I don't know. Their minds. <laughs> and their house. Upside down. It's seriously affecting your sex life. <laughs> it's completely unnatural. Do you realize it's snowing in my room? Totally unbelievable. What's going on? And definitely weird. Hi, dudes. They went from zeros to heroes in one fantastic weekend. That's so good. Universal Pictures presents a John Hughes film, Weird Science. It's purely sexual. And welcome back to the Film Worldcast, episode 39. And we're doing the 1985 comedy, Weird Science. And I tell you what, I've never watched this film. I have now. It is quite weird. Um, I, it's just you, myself, uh, and, that, and that's it. I don't know who else is going to be here. Graham's off. That's it. Graham's off. His anger management call still. Yeah. Uh, I've heard some positive things. Started to smile, and uh, he hasn't attempted the joke scenario yet, but he's doing okay. And uh, I don't know where Nim is. I just don't know where he is. I've, I've got no stories to say. Who's this, this Nim you're going on about? Apparently, uh, there was four of us doing this podcast. Usually, oh, right. Um, and uh, we're occasionally joined by Josh, but uh, Nim's one of them. His name's on the website, and. Uh, that's all as far as I know. There you go. Oh. Yes, yes. So how you been doing? Have you watched anything interesting? Not really, but you did remind me that the Flash has started. Yes. Gotham's due to start, and the Arrow's on uh, as Well, by the time everyone's listened to this, it would have been and gone the, uh, the next episode of Arrow, but it's on Thursday. Yeah, so obviously I've seen the Flash, you haven't seen the Flash no. yet, so annoyingly we can't talk about that, which is, which is destroying my soul. But I was very pleased with the way The Flash went. I, that's all I can say. Okay, you were very pleased. pleased. You're but very yeah, it, it wasn't a case of... A, it was a, a gap filler for a week. It, yeah. it was good. They put quite a lot of content in. Oh, good. I think they had to. They've got to start strong for the next... You know, the, the, the next half of the season. Um, yeah. And it'll be interesting to see with Arrow, we've almost had it confirmed that uh, Oliver Queen's not going to be in the first few episodes. And for me, that makes it really interesting to see what they're going to do. Yeah, I mean, it's... It's be I really can't wait for the arrow to start again. Just as you say, to say what direction they're going to go in, whether they're going to uh, just skip what actually happened, or whether they'll go back into um, Starlin City again. Yes. Um, and then they just won't even mention the arrow. Then they'll come back in a couple of weeks later. But I'm just really keen to know where it's going to go because I've seen the trailers of Black Canary and the different. Um, like baddies that are coming in, some of them are really, really good, and some of them are, are Vinnie Jones. That's really disappointing that Vinnie Jones would be one of them. He's I don't know how he managed to get a gig like this on the back of some of the other films that he's been in, but I was just disappointed. He's, he, you know, what he's one of the few actors that's probably one more one-dimensional than Ray Winstone. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, you know what character he's going to be. 
what he's going to say. I'm the juggernaut, bitch! Oh, God. Worst line in any X-Men film. shocking. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see where they go. Gotham, I've, excuse me, I've not really read that much about Gotham. Um, I know there's been lots of kind of hints on um, like the internet and uh, gossip columns with regards to like the Joker and mm. will he make an appearance? Or will they try and build a... Uh, like an origin story of the Joker into Gotham at once. Uh, he's in Arkham Asylum, which if it was done properly, I'd be happy with. Um, and I, I like the pace of Gotham where it's gone. I mean, it, they start to rush things. As yeah. We explained in our other podcast, didn't they? When they um, yes. put Poison Ivy in, uh, oh. Catwoman in, and they kind of shoved a lot of characters down your throat within the first two episodes, really. They did, they did, they did, absolutely. But the which pace is good. evened out, and... It would be interesting if they did put it in. I'd be quite happy if they did. But uh, Joker's such a major character through like, the films and in this series, they'd have to do it right. So They would. They would. And it'd be, it'd be interesting. Um, for you, up to now, I don't know if we discussed this on our DC special, um, but out of the three, which right now is the weaker one? I don't want to say the best. The weaker one. The, we- um, the weakest one of the lot. I'd have to say Gotham. Yes. I'd, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, I don't know, probably because... We're talking from a high... I'm only saying that, it's still yeah. very good. Yeah, but I, th- I think it's probably just to do with the actual superheroes. I love the scene of superheroes. And there's no superheroes in Gotham. There's no, yeah, there's nothing. Uh, and it's more of a, a police kind of drama, isn't it, really, at the moment? Um, yeah, it's more Clyde version yeah. of The Shield. Yeah, it's, yeah <laughs> exactly, yeah. Gotham's really good. Um, and I like the pace of it, as I said. But... It doesn't have the, the wow factor no. that um, the flash has and the arrow and the action. It's yeah, they don't have the, cro- the, the remember the crossovers and how excited we got the crossovers. We weren't quite fanboy over the crossovers. <laughs> we, we did. And we spoke about it. I, I went well. fanboy everywhere. Yeah, and so, um, so yeah, I don't know. I'm just hoping it's I hope it's going to be really good, but I wouldn't be disappointed if it was. I've got so much to watch. I could quite happily delete it. So. Wow. I know, I know. Okay, well, that, well we, I mean, the best thing to see is, uh, I think, when we hit the beginning of the summer, we're doing our part two of DC television. Yeah, and the season should have finished by then. It'd be interesting to see when we go to Comic-Con London, how many, if there are going to be any, Roy's dressed up at Comic-Con. <laughs> Other than Graham. Other than Graham. Because last time there was loads of Arrows, wasn't there? And that there was, was. And uh, I mean, I hadn't watched the Arrow series. No. Before that happened. Good costumes there, weren't they? Now so, you've watched them. They were quite, some of them were, they were pretty good. Costumes. Yeah, costumes. They were pretty good. Um, onwards to weird, to weird Sign, 1985. Starring, I think the, big, well, the, the biggest person, the, the star of it, is uh, obviously uh, Kayla, Kayla Brook that plays uh, the, the Frankenstein, but much better, Lisa. Yeah, she's the, pretty stunning. You hadn't seen this before. I had not seen this before, no. And, and it was, uh, I found it really, well, I found it really bizarre. But it was quite funny. Do you know what it was about before you watched it? You I know knew anything? it was about them. They made a girl. Yeah. I knew they made a girl, and I figured by the premise of them making a girl, it'd be a couple of geeks that can't get girls. Yeah. You, you, you knew that. Yeah. Um, doesn't really say much in the name, does it? Weird science. But then again, you'd look at American Pie, you wouldn't have guessed what that film's about until uh, <laughs> well, until the kitchen scene. Then you they gave it away. Yeah, yeah. So uh, no, I really uh, it was good because it's one of the few eighties films that I haven't actually seen. Yeah. Like around the Brat Pack era. Yeah, it's a real cult film. I remember from when I was younger, um, I mean, it came out in 85, so I would have been 11 when this was out. And watching it and seeing Kelly LeBrook made a huge impression on me. And did she? She did indeed, yeah. And uh, absolutely stunning. 
and even watching it now, just her voice and just she's just perfect in this, you know. And it is just brilliant. It brought back some good memories, and uh, it was good because you could watch it, and it it wasn't um, like full of kind of tits and naked women and stuff like that. There I thought one... it was going to be. I thought yeah. when when I first started to watch it, um, I thought, oh, is this going to be like another like Porky's or like you know almost yeah. like Revenge of the Nerds, yeah, or something like that. And only, it kind of... Yeah, it's only that bit where the girl gets um, sucked up the chimney. Is when the clothes comes off. So that was she yes. actually did that stunt herself. That um, woman did. Um, but apart from that, it, it wasn't full of like nudity at all, was it? No. It was quite suggestive, but it was. And that it was. was as far as it went. I mean, I, I know we're going to it. Even even when they created Lisa, I was quite surprised. They got this girl here that, that can do anything they want. Yeah. Right? And I'm sure you and I can come up with better ideas than what, <laughs> what they did. Yeah, we there could you go. do, yeah. I mean, basically, the story of these two unpopular teenagers, Gary Wallace and Wyatt Donnelly. Who's Gary? Um, <laughs> fail, fail at all attempts to be accepted by their peers. Uh, they're, they're dispersed, basically, they want to create this perfect woman via their computer. Their living and breathing creation is a gorgeous woman by the name of Lisa. He's played by Kelly LeBrook. Yeah. Her purpose is to boost their confidence level by putting them in situations which require Gary and Wyatt to act like men, something they're extremely lacking when you see the film. On their road to, to becoming accepted, they encounter many hilarious obstacles, which gives the movie an overall sense of silliness. There you go. That was an IMDb written by Jeff Rannis. There you go. Um, it grossed uh, 38 million worldwide, which is not too bad. 23 million in the that's USA. Really good. That's really good. That's not bad. That's not, huge. considering it was, it's a cult classic, and uh, it's, you look at it, not really going to have much of a budget, really, is it? I mean, you had that really weird Tron type effect scene at the beginning, yeah. which was a bit bizarre, because now, it was, uh, it's funny, isn't it? It was, must have been state of, state of the art yeah. almost then, that few, that two, three minute scene, and that might, must have cost a lot. And now you just think, Get yeah. on with it. Yeah. It, it just looked annoying. And Get on with it, it. it. Yeah, that's one thing. When they did that scene, how long it lasted. I mean, it was about, it was possibly a minute, wasn't it? That you were sitting it was, there. It was, it was far too long, yeah. I remember. And, it, and now, as you say, on your, or on your smartphone, you can get, you, you can watch football, you can watch the TV, iTunes film. The visualiser looks more exciting yeah. than that, let's be honest. And it was so dull, but... It was quite nice, like the nostalgia of the. It was, it was. Like the eighties of man, as you say, Tron. Like these effects, yes, are unbelievable for a home computer. No, no. And it was, it was just quite funny, really. It was. And before we get into it, starring your mate Tony Stark. Yes, yeah. Who would have thought? I mean, it's, who he, uh, he looks going for his. Age has done him. Go, age has done him well. It that's has, all I'm. Yeah, that's he's, what I'm saying. the new romantic look there of. Uh, yeah, Robert, Robert Downey, not Robert, not not Junior, as he pointed out in the credits. Yeah, Robert Downey. Yeah, he looks um, it's fantastic with eyeliner and uh, the mallet and just shoulder pads and oh, it's fantastic, fantastic. Well, we got Anthony Michael Hall, who obviously plays Gary Wallace, and Ian Mitchell Smith that plays Wyatt, Bill Paxton. You know what? I'm not being funny, right? Other than obviously Kelly LeBrick, I'm saying it out there before we even get to the end. He's one of the best bits about the film. You know when I saw Bill Paxton. The first thing I ever think of is game over, man. Yes, yeah, it is, isn't it? Aliens. <laughs> that's the first thing since doing the Alien <laughs> podcast. I saw him. That's why I said it out loud. Yes. But he's the same game character. Over. He's brilliant, though, isn't he? He's very funny. He's mostly the same character. Yeah. Mostly. 
Um, right. <laughs> anyway, there you go. If you want to, if you want to understand that, uh, go back to our Aliens podcast where we review. Um, well, funny enough, Aliens. Um, I, I mean, I mean, what the, the, this Lisa character turns up pretty quickly. I mean, we've got very quickly. The film establishes Gary uh, and his nerdy friend, played by Anthony Michael Hall, and his nerdy friend Wyatt, um, Ian Mitchell Smith. They're obviously two geeky teens. Uh, and they're stuck in Wyatt's rather posh house. Initially, I first thought it was a dorm at university when I first watched it. Oh, really? Until I realised, yeah. Until and later on, you realised it was a house. Um, they're stuck at home on a Friday night. Yeah. This is like me and my friend. Does but you, you kind of learn prior to that that they are geeks who are bullied by people where they're in the gym looking at... Um, yes, they are. Like the, the, the two females who kind of who are like the, the other kind of stars and the way the storyline goes in. Is it Deb and Lynn? Deb and I forgot the names now. Yeah, but they're looking at both of them in the, the gym, aren't they? Yes, they are. One yeah. day they're going to be ours. And Deb and Hilly. Yeah, yeah, they're talking to each other. And Deb and Hilly are the other side of the gym. Then the, Robert Downey is right behind him with his, uh, with his little bum chum. And uh, they pull their pants down and go, over here! And yes. everyone turns around and they're just standing there, just in their underwear, aren't they? Brilliant. So you get the idea then. They're just a couple of chumps who just get bullied all the time. It is, it is. But what I like about this movie, it's not as slapstick as like your Porky's or Revenge of the Nerds. You said, as we said before, it's not. Um, it's not really a, a, as much as much nudity. It's a lot weirder. Yeah. Oh, it's very, very strange. This film, but <laughs> it, it, it is. it's the directions it goes in, and the things that Lisa does. Anything possible, basically, in this film. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. I mean, you know, um, there, there are there are a few there are a few tropes. Yeah. I think I think, but 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 I think a film like this needs it. If you're doing some kind of like comedy, yeah, it needs it to take it in a direction that it had to end in. Because I yeah. said that to you when we watched it, the no. ending is just a huge <laughs> it, trope. It, but it, but it, gets, it gets weirder and weirder right until the end, yeah. doesn't it? Yes. I mean, you know, if you think making a woman out of a magazine and bits is a bit strange, which is well, you know, I mean, Gary obviously suggests that they use Wyatt's, pow- Wyatt's powerful computer. Uh, I'm pretty sure your Samsung and my iPhone are more powerful than his computer nowadays. Yeah, but but to make a woman, or at least you know, and and that's obviously when we get when they when they're doing, they come with this idea, they start putting things in the computer or whatever. Yeah, or they want this woman to be. Kelly LeBrook is actually one of the, the faces that they rip out and put in the. Yes. Uh, it is, the, isn't it? Uh, it's very strange. He's got his computer at home, and the fact that they've got this idea, and the things they use, I mean, it's just quite funny. It's so over the top, isn't it? That they can. Yes fit something in and their idea was really to create something on the computer screen wasn't it it wasn't to create an actual person no but it but it did which was which was which was interesting yeah because they got a little um and where did they get the doll from i don't know because none of them are sisters i don't think do they it, it didn't look like it was it chet's the brother it, it could be yeah i don't know but it's uh <laughs> but yeah they created um that's, that, oh, that's my that's my that's my keys going off. That's your keys. It, it means I got too excited. <laughs> it does. But I'm they created um, yes. Lisa from this doll that they rigged up with kind of jump leads, didn't they? they it all looks so bizarre. Whilst wearing bras on their heads. That was that's that's the funniest because obviously that comes back in the scene later yeah. twofold, really, doesn't it? One with a yeah. Robert Downey, and then and the other one we mentioned. Yeah. Someone mentioned that you know who would put bras on the head. That's stupid. Um, interestingly, in terms of the actual the making of the character Lisa in the John Hughes documentary, "Don't You Forget About Me," two thousand nine, Kelly DeBrook, she describes her character. I thought quite well as uh, her character Lisa as a Mary Poppins with breasts. Yes. And I thought that's uh, that's quite good. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Well, she says she does anything. Well, she's, her and she'll do anything they want. 
Yes. Yeah, but once again, I can't help but say they don't really take advantage of that. No, they don't at all. Do really, they? they really, really don't. I mean, as I as I put it, they've obviously begin to feed various images and data. They're unsuccessful at first, and after hacking, what is it? They end up hacking into a powerful Air Force computer system, which helps. Yeah, they need nuclear power. Yeah, and they got this weird, this weird storm appears, and the two teams they obviously try to unplug the computer and stop this bizarre events happening. Yeah. Um, and finally, a, and finally, a real woman, Kelly LeBrook, whom White names Lisa, emerges from the bathroom. Yes. In and wearing blue underwear and like a a cut down top. Which looks extremely sexy. 80s big hair as well. She does. And they have a shower. Yes. And, and they don't really do much. They just stand in the yeah. corner of the shower. They're dressed and she's naked. It, it, it is. I mean, I forgot. These, are these two men to be about 14, 15 years old? How yeah, old are they meant to be? 15. And Kelly LeBrook is clearly older than them. Yes. Because yeah. in the making of it, she said that when they did the kissing scene... Yes. I think, well, is it with wife? It is. I've actually, I've actually got the piece here. Um, Kelly LeBrook said uh, 14-year-old Ian Mitchell-Smith who plays... I think he's Wyatt, isn't he? Yeah, you're so good. Thank That's you. why I love you. Thank you. You're so good. Yeah, it does play Wyatt. He uh, um, got carried away, stuck his tongue down her throat and after her, she told him if you, ever do the, if you ever do that again I'm going to kick your ass. Would, if you were 14 years old at the time yeah. would you take an ass kicking? Yes, I would. Yeah. I think yeah. most people would really, wouldn't they? But as we pointed this out for the reasons of the way society is today, that she must be, say, 19, 20 years old, wasn't yep. she? That the fact that, that their age is stated through the film, isn't it? Yes. So when you think, they've kind of made this film where, uh, say, a 20-year-old is in like a sexual relationship with a 14-year-old. We're only kissing, but it is still sexual, isn't it? So yeah, It's still sexual when they're showering and, and it's kind of, yeah, does anything we want and they refer to like, having sex with her and stuff like that. You think, you just could not do well, that today, could you? Yeah, I mean, you think of it from the other point of view. If it was Weird Science and it were two girls and they made a guy called Leonardo, yeah. who was 20-whatever uh, years old, that would be frowned upon. Yeah. Even in the, <laughs> funny enough, even in the 80s, wouldn't it? Yeah. But it's just strange that it, that was never looked at back in the eighties. No, 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 no. It was a lot more innocent or naive. I don't know what way you want to put it. Yeah, um, I don't know. Kind of, yeah, probably naive, or it was just such a great concept of the film, and it wouldn't have worked. It, it probably would have worked with eighteen-year-olds created someone who was. Yeah, but not with teenagers. No. Yeah. No, you're right. I mean, because especially now, when you hear of these like, female teachers end up having a relationship with the obviously, you know, the people that they teach. Yeah, the 14-year-olds and they're arrested and struck off and... No, exactly. I mean, I understand. Like yeah, so, so yeah, it, it, when you think about it from that point of view, you're absolutely yeah, right. It shows how times have changed and these... It's sad, but yeah, it, it is, has. Yeah, it's really sad because that they couldn't make a film like that because different parties were just... Crucified a film, no, they? exactly. Um, and obviously, the hapless duo—they've got—they've had limited fantasies about what they can do with obviously Lisa, uh, should one ever come near them. Um, but obviously, as you said, Lisa has plans of her own. So very quickly after the shower scene, when they're getting ready, they're thinking, "Oh, what do we do?" She magically—I don't know how she does this. Do you know how she provides uh, fake know. IDs, cool, cool clothes? For them. Yeah. But they do get an instant makeover, and they head—they uh, head off to the blues club. Yeah, and that's a really good scene. And it's good that... I like the fact it's very simple. It's not explained how she can generate a car, how she can no. generate ID, clothes. No, exactly. Uh, that's a bit like trying to explain the Force and ruining the whole of Star Wars. But anyway, that's a completely yeah. different matter. <laughs> that will be a matter in two weeks' time, will it? Uh, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. Mitochondria. No, it's not, is it? <laughs> Metachlorian or whatever. I don't know what it is. Bleach. Yeah. But yeah, in the bar's very good because uh, it's... That a, is a good scene. It's like a black kind of bluesy bar, isn't it? It is, it is. And, and the fact is, uh, it's, the, it's the complete opposite kind of bar I think you'd ever expect these two at. But they end up going there. Yeah. And you kind of... I thought I thought that was really bizarre, and why is she doing that? That's stupid. But when, the premise of the film is she's trying to get them to be men. Yeah, she's trying to get them to challenge themselves constantly, yeah. isn't she? And going to like a, a teeny boppy type bar wouldn't have done it. No. So in hindsight, in the grand scheme of things, I thought it was a bit weird at first, but it yeah. made perfect sense, and they actually get and they end up getting along quite well with the older black um, with the, with, the, with the older black people there. At, at yeah. the so the much so bar. they end up at their party, don't they? Helping they, them out. They do. Yeah. They do. They do end up helping them out. Um, and they and they down they down quite a few shots and I, and I imagine for some of them I'm sure for what I'm sure for I think the bloke that played uh, Gary, um, yeah, he got wasted didn't he? He got he got proper messed up didn't he? Yeah. Now interestingly, this is uh, um, on the way back home. They're obviously they're obviously in a in a in a car, mm. and I, and uh, I'm going to ask you now because. I found, at this point, I found Gary really annoying. What, when he was talking in that accent? And it was really, yeah, 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 yeah. It was funny, but then it got annoying really quickly. It was almost like, you got kids. You know, you know when your kids do something funny, you laugh. Yeah. Yeah. And they think, oh, that's good. So they don't My stop. dad laughed. I'm yeah. going to do it now for the rest of the day. Yes. That's the kind of feeling I got from... It was. It went on too long. Because it was, um, it was obviously paralytic, talking in like a, a, a black kind of Mississippi accent, wasn't it? Yes. And... Yeah, he kind of milked it too much, and because because of kind of evolution, a certain part of his body hadn't dropped. His balls hadn't dropped. You know, no. his squeaky voice doing that. No, that very it much was really irritating, wasn't it? It, it? I thought, yeah, I thought it really yeah. was. I thought it really yeah. was. I thought that was just me, to be what, honest. No, no. What, I mean, what do you think of both the characters since we're talking about them? Um, I like. I think they're good characters. I think they're perfect for for what they're. What they do, I mean, their chemistry is really, really good. It's very natural. You believe they're friends? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're they're just very easy. They're not complicated characters at all. It's just the way it's written. It's very simple, and the story moves so fast that you don't get any kind of like development or origin of those kids at the start of it. It's sold to you that they're a couple of geeks who yeah. people treat as losers, and they play jokes on them. That is it. That's made. That point's made within about a minute of the film, and then it just goes on from there. But yeah, I think they're really likable characters. I think why just the fact that they've got extremely squeaky voices can be quite annoying. <laughs> Wyatt's voice is really squeaky, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, but uh, particularly I, the scenes with his brother. But yeah. I'm sure that that bit's on purpose. But yeah, it is. Yeah, I, I liked it. I, I just thought they were. Brilliant 80s characters at the time, which is great. What about you? Yeah, I mean, they're very tropey. I mean, they're very much like, um, you know, the geek from a, you know, a song of the Simple Minds did Breakfast Club. Hmm. Obviously. Yes, yeah. Well, it was that era, wasn't it? It was. It, it, no, no, it was. And obviously, uh, 16 Candles as well. Um, the geeks, uh, some, some, some of the geeks in that, Revenge of the Nerds. You got the geeks in that. And it was around this time where there seemed to, a lot of films seemed to have a. Uh, the down and out boys that will never get women, which yeah. is probably most, you know, yeah. which is most people. Most people, yeah. you, you got the studs, you got the studs or the people at school that are popular. Yeah. And as quite classically said in Revenge of the Nerd, there's a lot more geeks. Yeah. Was this a John Hughes film? It wasn't a John Hughes film. No, I don't think it was. It, I'm pretty sure it wasn't a John Hughes film. I'll no. find out though. So it was very, very much 
the, the kind of characters that he'd use, you know, like in the 80s, those kind of characters. And I don't know whether that was the, the type, well, probably in a way, it was the type of films when I was around then, so, but the, that were being made, and they all seemed to have uh, that kind of balancing with regards to... Bad. Yeah, you're right. Apologies. It is a job. Oh, well, I should have put that down there. Yeah. That's bad research. Isn't that it? is bad research. Director, ninety five. Yeah, director. Oh, there you go. That says it all then. So, um, whoops, lazy. There you go. Bad research. See, this is what happens when I do the notes, Jim. Yeah, I give you um, one chance to shine. This uh, is it. Uh, that, you know, take responsibility. I was doing so well. You were. You, it's still time to kind of regain that trust. You know. There's still time. Like, did you know that the ring on Lisa is? <laughs> The one warning snakes on a plane by Raza Gould. Yes. Yes, I knew that. Yeah. There you go. Um, <laughs> I completely, I completely I've thrown you now, haven't I? No, no, no. Basically, they get home from the club, and this is when we meet Bill, Bill Paxton's character. Yes. For the first time. Um, uh, Chet. For me, best character in the film. Yeah, he's a brilliant character. He picks on um, Wyatt, doesn't he? Yes, he makes it, makes <laughs> very him much so. Give Wyatt, or he makes Wyatt give him his pocket money... CDs. And yeah, he basically has everything. this. He has this. Uh, He's got his power over him, isn't he? He bullies yeah. him. No, yeah, he does, doesn't he? Yeah, and that's it. And when you look at the Chad character, he looks really sad. Mummy's boy, stay at home. Kind of, but he's quite military driven, isn't he? Well, we know that, yeah. But he he has got the flattest flat top haircut ever. When he's, you see a side profile on him, he does. It's incredible. But yeah, he's. He kind of demands money or or, or any goods from him. To clear up his mess, doesn't he? Yeah, and I think a lot of people that maybe that had older brothers, I didn't, I was the older brother, but I wasn't that mean, uh, could probably associate to a certain extent. Yeah. He's just an exaggerated version of the truth, I think. Many, many, I don't know. Yeah. You had a big brother. I, yeah, I had a big brother, was but... It, was was he, no, it was never anything like did that. Did he... No? We used to have a fight if we got out of hand and... He won. That was it. Uh, he did most of the time, but... Okay. I was relentless, so. You were relentless? <laughs> yes. The most important question when it comes to brothers is, did your brother open doors like Chet? Opens no, his bedroom door. No, he wasn't as cool as that. that. It wasn't that the coolest way of opening yeah. door with the elbows away. Elbows you have to watch it, guys, boys and yeah. girls. It is very, yeah, very the elbow, in the, the elbow in the foot. Yeah, um, even just to watch his film for the shoulder pads. The amount of shoulder padding in here is <laughs> more than American football team. It is, it is huge. It? it is. It is. The hair is big. The shoulder pads are bigger. The right? Super Bowl has nothing on the shoulder pads <laughs> in this film. Um, and obviously, and after offering Chet a bribe to leave him alone, White looks to be on his way to losing his virginity, but passes out from exhaustion upon hitting the bed. Now, this is when Wyatt—it is Wyatt, isn't it—kisses Lisa. Yes. Which, which, as you said, this is this is the one scene that I think today is a bit. Bizarre. It wasn't yeah. bizarre, but into where the film ended up going didn't make much sense because she's kissing him, yeah. And then you're like, and then was she gonna have sex with him if? But you don't know whether she did have sex with him, do you? Well, you know, you but don't. Do she said she passed out. That, yeah, but they do mention whether it's trying to big themselves up, but they did have they had sex with her. Yeah. So. But they uh, did. Did they? Did they, they didn't they? I don't I don't know, but it's interesting that if they did, that that wasn't shown at all. So, whether that was done because it was thought about, it's a bit close to the edge, or whether she just didn't and it wasn't thought about, I really, really don't know. No, nor do I. But um, it was just referred to that, yeah, she'll do anything and, and she says that as well. So, I don't know. When I was younger, I kind of liked to think, yeah, they do. But now watching it as an adult, you kind of think, oh, 
<laughs> they probably wish they did. They probably, yeah. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, maybe it's a good thing they didn't. You think, yeah. Well, there you go. Um, and obviously the next day, Gary and Wyatt, they're provided with a black Porsche. They head off to the mall. They're obviously confronted by Iron Man, but he doesn't know it yet. He's exactly. Yet, he's yet to invent Jarvis. Yes. Um, uh, uh, Ian, a guy called Ian, played by Robert Downey, and Max, played by Robert, Robert Russler. Um, these are the two cool kids we saw at the beginning. And, uh, they are this, the cool kids, yeah. This is the first time we properly, properly meet them. Um, and obviously this is the first time we properly meet their, their two girlfriends, Deb, and uh, played by Suzanne Schneider. And Hilly, Julia. What do you think of those, the two girls? In? Well, we talked, uh, the first time we meet, I thought, I thought the blonde one's really, really pretty. Yeah. Come the end of the film, I thought the one with brown hair was really, really pretty. Oh, uh, uh, it changed. Uh, it changed, and, but when you saw the very last sketch of the one with the blonde hair, she looked very natural. She did. And very pretty as well. It's a tough one. But, but yeah, they, I just love, I mean, I, I like, do like the 80s films, and... I just love their fashion and just looking back now at the clothes that we wore in the 80s and you think, man, I hope there's no photographs of me wearing something <laughs> like that. Well, you say, when I first watched The Wedding Singer, well, it must have been when it first came out, so it must have been yeah. about 18, 19. Uh, I remember thinking, you know, not Drew Barrymore, but you know her cousin in it. Yeah. I remember thinking, wow, she's really, really hot. Yeah. And I had a thing for uh, her, her for like a while. Yeah. It's so bad, so, isn't it? Yeah, but only only in that film because she looked ridiculous, and I thought, yeah. what she's wearing there is awesome. It's blokes will just go out and gel their hair and say to their mum, "Can I borrow your eyeliner?" And they'll go out and I have I've worn eyeliner and I've worn black nails. If, in, if, the, if, in the new millennium, in the, oh really? New man, new man, yeah. Unfortunately, I've I've born eighty one, so when this film came out, I was four. Okay, so so, so, so I've got the eyeliner. Excuse, no, no, no. She can't have been like an 80s child at like five and stuff like that. No, and if you want a tip, for beginners, it's, it's the felt tip eyeliners that are the easiest to use. That's okay. great. I don't yeah. know what to say to that. You don't know I what really to say. I really don't know what to say, James, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, I've had, I've, I had my hair dyed blonde. It was blonde, red and black. So you, was that you went through a, like, a gothic phase, did you? I went through a phase of exploring myself. Not my sexuality. But exploring myself. It's never been in any doubt, has it? No, really? no, 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 it has not. You sway, so. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> and, and, I, and I do pick my, my, my daughter up from school now and then. <laughs> so there you go. That, that, that ends that. We have the courts of allow there. So um, there you go. Uh, obviously, what did you think, obviously, of the bullies? Are they, they're tropey, stereotype bullies. Oh, they're proper tropes, yeah. yeah. They, they had no depth to them. No. They they did what it kind of said on the camera, really, didn't they? Yeah. It was they were there. You knew which direction they were going to go in, but they were just there to do their job with play jokes and show off, and that's all they did really. And they were made to look idiots at the end of it. Yes, they were, which was good. But it, it was they good. Were very simple characters. They, they weren't difficult characters to work out at all. No, but I mean, I mean that's the whole premise of this film, really. I think yeah. none of the characters really are. Yeah, and that's it, difficult. and that's why I enjoyed it, because idiots, it pointed out to you at the start of the film, these are the two idiots, these are the two bullies, these are the two girls that they're fighting to get, won't get, will end up with. Well, yeah, I mean, the interesting thing is, obviously, um, I, th- I think it's, uh, uh, but I think it was uh, Robert Downey's character that poured the milkshake or whatever yeah. on there. I think so. On the two boys. No, it wasn't. I think no, it was his mate. it was mate. the other one. Yeah. It was his mate. Yeah. What, what I thought was interesting, the two girls actually thought that wasn't very good and got annoyed with them, which, I, which, which was different because norm- normally you'll see them laughing along with it. But that was... But why was that done? Because that was just kind of um, foreshadowing of 
You think so? Of they're going to okay. end up together, and that these girls aren't bad girls, and they're kind of suitable partners okay. for Wyatt and Gary. Well, there you go. You... That's what it was. Fantastic. So maybe it's because I've seen the film shit loads of times before. But... No, 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 no. Because I, I, I wanted that. Um, yeah. But there you go. Um, I know the answer now. What? And uh, as as he said, I thought these uh, I thought these two girls were fantastic. Um, very pretty. And also pointed out um, by our friends at the Bloodbusters podcast, yeah. was that I wasn't aware of it, um, and kudos to them, that there was a TV series yeah, of this. I you were aware of that. I, didn't I, know I was aware was. of the TV series. And I watched it on YouTube. And Best bit, worst bit, you. <laughs> <laughs> it's easier to talk about the worst bit. Uh, it, yeah, no, none it, of the original characters, none of the original cast. No, it's very easy. It's just a no-brainer. It's a short, it's just, yeah, there's not much I can say to it. Go on YouTube and watch it. Um, I think I found about five of them on there. I only watched about three of them, and a lot of that was whilst was hoovering and was it funny stuff like all. that. Uh, it was it was entertaining. It's a bit kind of um, cruder than like the actual film. Really, but for TV, I thought it would be dumbed down a bit yeah. more. But no, it was yeah. It was nothing that will last with me, and I won't try and find the box sets and and buy them. But yeah, but thanks to those guys for, uh, for pointing that out. Uh-huh. I've ruined your stride again now. You have, I? you have, you have. Exactly. But I know, obviously, the next... Um, so they pull the milkshake over. They do pull the milkshake over. And then they, they just sit the there and, and everyone's laughing at them in the shopping centre. But they just carry on sitting there, don't they? <laughs> that, that's what I thought was quite funny about it. It yeah. didn't... It kind of like... To them, it was an every. It must have been an everyday occurrence. That's what. That's what I got from that bit. Yeah. Oh, but in the okay. end, it was... Oh, dear. It, it was egg on Robert Downey's face in the end. Because before that... Uh, or it might have been after that actually but they see Lisa going up the escalator yes that was such a good scene yeah, wasn't it she looks stunning again she uh, does it, again it was real 80s the way she walked past that queue of men it was like an 80s kind of Tiffany video wasn't it it, it was it was. And she just rubs past their, sh- uh, their chest with her hand one by one they all look around yes it was, oh, so good so it, was, it was brilliant 80s, and, it? and the fact that she gave Robert Downey the eye and he's like oh she loves me because yeah. obviously that's the way he is you know yeah and, and that's then the way Gary pulls up in a, uh, his Porsche and they kiss and then she gets in the car and then says look we're having a party at White's house everyone's involved get the word around that's brilliant yeah and they're left there with their jaws on the floor thinking man alive she's lovely I've got to have her and Wyatt's really, or Gary's kind of really, yeah, she does anything we want, you know. And they can't believe it. They couldn't believe it, could they? Yeah. They're like, what's going on? That was brilliant. That doesn't compute. That was the milkshake back on their face. It was, it was. And in a way, because obviously, and then throughout, I think they won the film, they basically say they, they choose Lisa over, over the, you know, their current two girlfriends, really, don't they? They're, yeah. You know, yeah. Essentially, especially when going to the party. Um, so. But now, the party, again, is another test of, it's all a setup, isn't it? Another test of trying to make them popular, and and uh, well, they fail that test, don't they? Yeah, um, but it's a it's a series of tests. The whole kind of relationship they have. Yeah, isn't it? yeah. Because obviously, I got I got here. Obviously, um, it becomes clear that, that they're with Lisa, the popular kids. Obviously, are completely flabbergasted. Yeah. Uh, she, she talks about the party. Um, however, before we get to the party, <laughs> we get the party scene, Lisa goes to visit Gary's parents. That is so good. And I think other than the Czech character, this is probably one of the best scenes in the film. Because yeah. he's sitting there, his parents obviously are assuming that he's in a relationship with this girl, yeah. Lisa, and she just says what she wants. Yeah, she sits there and, yeah, basically, so, yeah, he says that she's a foreign exchange student. Yes. And uh, he's helping her, and she says, no, 
me and Gary are in a, like a sexual <laughs> relationship. We're into dominatrix, rubber, masks. I know, and the parents are like, what the hell? Yeah, dildos, you know? everything. Part of me thought the dad would start to fancy Lisa, but no, that wasn't the case. They no. Both of them held their stride. Yeah, they seem very religious, don't they? They, they did, didn't they? And what I thought was, was kind of good, this was almost a, not quite a commentary on them, um, but I think the way a lot of parents are with kids of that age, kind of understandable, 14, yeah. holding them like holding them back, or, and, and mm. you, you know, etc. And she was kind of saying what every kid really, about that age, probably wants to say to their parents, Yeah. to a certain extent, which I yeah. thought was fantastic. Yeah. You know? And she says, he goes, well, I want to call the police and get you turned, like, turned out. And she gets the gun and points the gun at yeah. his face. Yeah, uh, that, uh, that, that, was, that yeah. was like, shit just got real yeah. there. Oh, and they talk about... Passing off, don't they? They do. Gary's sitting there with his hands in that kind of but yeah, yeah, tossing yeah, off motion yeah, all, together. And she basically, all he does is he's tossing off in his own room and, there, and the parents are, you lied! You said whatever you're doing <laughs> yeah. on your book or whatever. Because <laughs> I was not tossing off. Yeah, and he's doing the motion. He's yeah. doing the motion going, no! And that carries on for, well, for me, it felt like a good few seconds anyway when, yeah, he was doing, when, he, was when, he, when Gary was doing that. Um, <laughs> and she, uh, it's great because she... They kind of negotiate it, or but she didn't negotiate. She says, I'm taking Gary with me. Then it pans away to them in the car, and she's like, What did you do to my dad? Don't worry, your dad won't remember anything. Yeah, and they were just sitting there like normal. Yeah, Couldn't believe it. Exactly. When I first heard that, and when I first watched the film, I just presumed that he won't remember the whole conversation. But what he's, what <laughs> no, she's actually no, done she actually is did. blank Gary, his son, completely out of his life. I know, I know. And what's funny is, between now and the end of the film, you always have cutbacks to his parents. Yeah. And, and it, it, Gary's mum saying about Gary and, and, it, and the husband, his dad going, yeah. who's this Gary? Getting yeah. more and more frustrated. Because yeah. she shows the picture of him. This yeah. is Gary, your son. He goes, who the hell and is Gary? Who the hell is Gary? <laughs> and that's kind of a joke, which, is, which fantastically carries on throughout the rest, throughout the, rest of the film. It's so extreme that she, she blanked his dad's mind completely, that his son does not exist. I love that. That is so extreme. That is yeah. well, well, talking about extremes... Uh, <laughs> yeah. she, 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 she goes arguably one further a bit later at the party, doesn't she? Um, yes, to Wyatt's grandparents, yeah. Yeah, and interestingly, we, we've got obviously the party, and Lisa, um, they're, they're, they're all there, and the, the two kids are like, oh no, no one's going to turn up, and then obviously, you know, yeah. knock on the door, it's loads of kids there. Yes. You know, imagine, imagine today at Twitter and Facebook, it would be even more, wouldn't it? Yeah, have you seen that film, um, is it Project X? No, oh, I haven't. Based on a true story about a kid who had a house party and basically the whole neighbourhood gets trashed. Really? Yeah. And uh, it's just a really good film. It's just a party. It shows out of hand a party can get in this day and age. Uh, and it's just like social networking. Yeah, it can look on it. It's mental. Yeah. I mean, you hear all these horrifying stories about someone just putting on Facebook that they've got a free house party and everything. Yeah. And then you end up getting chaos. And then you, you sometimes read it in the papers like the, the police having to come yeah. and everything. Crazy. All, all because of some stupid kids. I'm never leaving my... If, whenever, I'm never leaving my house. No, I'm Ever. Not. No. It's not happening. Uh-uh. No. So. Um, but... Interestingly, at the party, well, once it starts and gets going, it's, it's looking really, really good. And it kind of annoyed me that both Gary and Wyatt were in the toilet, not doing very much. I know yes. that's part of the film, and that's what's meant to happen. But it, but it kind of showed me that up till this point, they haven't really learned anything at all. Yeah, now, I know they do in the yeah. end, but it's a bit like um, the film, up to this point for them, has been completely wasted. Yeah. Lisa's tried, and yeah. they kind of learned nothing. And then, and, then they, and then they kind of get cocky. Yeah, the pace of the film was was pretty good up until that point. Yeah. And the party started, as you say, they were in the toilets. And I would like to have seen them kind of interact at the party and a few things happen. And 
kind of start to show their because they could have still done the same thing and shown their popularity during really, the party. It didn't happen, did it? Really? No. And then and then obviously um, the two girls walk in there, yeah. walk once, into the toilets. Once, 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 once having a shit. Oh my <laughs> so, god! Yeah. That, that that scene was quite funny because I can imagine yeah. obviously with your friend and these two girls. Well, it was annoying. shit, isn't it? Because he's yeah, in the yeah, background with the yeah. cigarette lighter. Yeah. Yes, he's in the back. <laughs> Because he's getting, he gets nervous. Yeah. And his friends go, you always have to have a shit at the worst time. <laughs> why, why, why is that? Which I thought was quite funny. And obviously, um, the, uh, our, you know, our blonde and uh, the brown-haired girl come in, uh, Devon Hilly, and uh, I thought, uh, uh, they, were, they started getting on really well. Yeah. Despite the smell of poo, obviously, yeah. in the air. I love the way they walked in, and they kind of just walked right in front of each other. Yes. And then it was like, they made that connection as if, right... I'm yours. Yeah. <laughs> it was very, yeah. Yeah, there wasn't any interaction between like Wyatt and Hilly no. or the other person. It was a case of, right, you're going to be mine. Yeah, well, you're 14 in the 80s. Funny. Is that what happened normally? I was never very successful with women in the 80s. Uh, so, so there'll be no one in front of you? There'll be no one in front of me. I, oh. I'd probably be stood in front of you, to be honest. Well, they, well, there you go. I mean, you know, every cloud. <laughs> exactly. That's what they say. Uh, and at Disney's talk, it's all about personality. <laughs> you and I, we're not lookers. We're not, if we're not great lookers, we've got great personalities, Steve. I hope so. It's all I can rely on, basically. So, um, and, then, and they end up talking. And then what happens is, like, later on, they ended up meeting once again, obviously, the two bullies yeah. who are obsessed with Lisa and trying to follow her around. Yeah, they see her at the party, don't they? I like the bit they when they get a drink as well at the bar and they've got the black guy from the bluesy that's bar. That's hilarious, that's hilarious. And they ask for a drink and he goes, how would you, make, how would you like me to shove this bottle up your ass? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is so good. I completely forgot about that. Yeah, um, really. And, uh, yeah, and they end up meeting up with, with the boys and they kind of like... They know that the, the girls know yes. they, that if they if Lisa sees or the boys see Lisa, yeah, it's over. It's them. over. It's yeah. over because they they have that conversation and the boys are clearly wanting to go after Lisa. They even sit yeah. Lisa down and she says, "I'll do anything." Yes, for for them. And they're like, "What well, anything?" Yes, I'm there. Is basically. I know. And then when they meet with the boys, they kind of sort of they pretend to make friends with them. Yeah. On purpose, and then that's when they they reveal the somewhat bizarre secret of how they of how they made Lisa. Yeah. And they try to go through it all again. Yeah, and fortunately, right. they make a nuclear rocket. Yeah, because they go through the whole process. And but there's they four have, of them sitting yeah. with bras on their heads. Yeah, yes, and with the bras rockets, on their heads. Yeah, and the rocket is on a Time magazine, and they forget the doll, don't they? They do, and so then a nuclear warhead <laughs> then goes through. Their that's eyes. when it. That's for me. That's when the thing starts getting really, it's really so bizarre, bizarre, isn't it? That's when it gets really, really weird. Yeah, because you've got this nuclear warhead going, and then you have these bikers. You have these bikers turning up. One from the hills and eyes. The teacher. Yeah, it just goes mental. It goes, it just accelerates, and then you've got it going about 40, 50 miles per hour, then it's on, you know, 1.21 gigawatts, it suddenly goes mental, doesn't it? Oh, and you've got the grandparents who turn up as well. Oh, I forgot, the, you've got the grandparents, before obviously the bikers turn These up. These are Wyatt's grandparents, aren't they? Wyatt's grandparents, they're driving around, in a sensible car, having a sensible conversation, yeah. saying, let's go Wyatt, our kids love to see our grandparents, which is true, obviously, yeah. we all love our grandparents. And then, and, then, and then you know at some point, they're gonna, and they turn to the party, yeah. the house is absolutely held, and at least we up seeing them. Yeah. They're shocked for a moment. I thought what was going to happen is something similar to um, uh, the, the parents' conversation, but we don't really have that. No. The, and the next time we see the grandparents, they're locked in a cupboard. They're frozen, with, with they're frozen in time, yeah. so they're still alive, according to Lisa. Yeah. 
with the bizarrest expressions ever. On, yeah. It's the granddad's face. Every time I see that, it just cracks They're me up. They're both smiling and look so happy, don't they? <clears throat> it's either smiling or, or in it, just having a shit. I haven't decided which one, <laughs> which face, which face either of them are actually making. It's really bizarre, isn't it? It is, isn't it? It is, it is. Yeah. And then it's Lisa that, that realises these boys still aren't, haven't learned their lesson. They've been cocky and everything. And she's like, well, I'm she's gonna... really, yeah, she's very angry that she's they try to create another female. She is, isn't she? Because she knows when she's kind of serving drinks or whatever at the party. She knows something's up. Yeah, yeah. and there's the thunder and the lightning again above the house and everything like that. And she immediately goes straight upstairs, doesn't she? And it, it kind of gives it the effect of when they're all hiding underneath the table once the, like, the experiment's done. That the boys are naturally assume that this amazing figure that's going to walk through the door... It's going to be another Lisa or someone with a body like her. And it was, and it turns out to be her. Yes. Yeah, and she says you just like had to do this or I had to show off or. Yeah, it's true. It's true, and yeah. like, you kind of agree with her, really. Yeah. And yeah. then, and this is the only time that the two boys kind of annoyed me a bit, but it's kind of I guess you could kind of understand where it was going. Yeah, it's a means to an end, isn't it? Because really? I think it kind of had to, in a way, at this point in the film, because they clearly hadn't learned anything. Yeah. And then that's when Lisa obviously gets the bikers. Yeah. The bikers. And which is bizarre, yeah, isn't it? Because it's, it's Billy from Predator, isn't it? Who's the head, who's wearing yeah. the same clothes he's wearing in Mad Max. Yes. With the shotgun and everything. With some guy who's from uh, the Hills Have Eyes. The Hills Have Eyes. And the teacher. Another, yeah, and another guy who's got like a metal face. And You've got some weird woman as well with a messed yeah, up face. They turn up with motorbikes going through the house with shotguns. I know, I know. And they basically hold the house up. Yes. Don't they? They, yeah. they, 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 they almost, all but... Hold, all but officially hold it hostage. Yeah. Essentially. And everyone's like, Gary, why? You've got to go do something. Yeah. And they well, first of all, I'm thinking what the hell they're going to do, but it's comedy. Anyway, they come out and eventually they, they do end up standing up to them after yeah. after being a bunch of pussies. Yeah. Really. And, and the interesting thing is, whilst all this is going on, we see obviously uh, the, uh, Tony Stark's true character. Um, yeah, he hides. He hides. <laughs> yeah, he's been trying yeah. to hide. Because they've got um, Hills and Debs. Uh, They've taken them yeah. hostage, haven't they? Yeah, but they, they the, the baddies out. Uh, yeah, and they and they. Uh, I'm wishing sure it's on purpose. So yes. I mean, do you, do you think all oh, this is Lisa, Lisa's big plan? This is all Lisa's doing because she wanted, because she when she did it, she said, "Oh, I'm a bloody genius," didn't she? Yeah. That she come up with this idea. So and again, it was just another test. What <laughs> if they would have failed that test? What would have happened? Do well. I think because I think she knows they would have passed it. She must do you have think known. so? She must have known. Otherwise, they're dead. Um, well, yeah, the two girls would have been like murdered or raped or something like that, and the people in the house would have been shot and maimed. And it would have been quite a different film, really, wouldn't it? It, it, it would have been quite a serious ending. Weird, weird science <laughs> meets hostile. But yeah, as you say, she probably knew that they had to pass for the film's sake. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. We, 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 we wanted them to, um, and they obviously they, they do they do pass this, but it was quite funny, obviously, um, the foreshadowing of the gun. Yes. The gun's brought out again, which is quite interesting. And yeah. I tell you what, the faces and all the, all the bikers' characters is hilarious when it's that happens. It's brilliant, yeah. It's very um, good. It is. And, it, and, then, and then through uh, the, the power of love, uh, when they convince the bikers to leave. And yes. Hills have eyes, man. Uh, it's brilliant. He's a he teacher. looks like such a freak. He does. He does. <laughs> Yeah. I forgot he said something on that please don't tell anyone yeah he says they've got a really nice house by the way and yeah so, and they're all really really polite as, they, yeah. as they're leaving which is so strange yeah. it almost it's always a bit like it's the weekend boys 
Uh, instead of going to Comic Con this weekend, let's go to some this yeah. trashed person's house. Yeah. He turns around, he's got a really soft, yeah. really nice voice. I know. He says, Yeah, don't tell anyone about this. Uh, I might lose my teaching job. Oh, yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, it's absolutely brilliant. It's really And even the girl says something nice on the way, you know. Yeah, you've got a lovely house. Yeah, and it's, it's, yeah. So, it's, so, it's so strange. Um, yeah. But yeah, it is, it's just out of the blue, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It is. And everything. A complete house is completely trashed, isn't it? Yes. When you look at it, I mean, I mean, there's various shots of uh, the sofa. Yeah, the pianos in the garden. The pianos in the garden. Obviously, we had that weird, weird scene when um, the nuclear warhead. <laughs> when everything yeah. was going up. We had the, the girl, the girl's clothes getting ripped off, which is the yeah. only the proper nudity. Now, isn't it, the kitchen's reason. completely blue for no apparent reason whatsoever. Yeah. Lisa's happy with it, though. Yes. I mean, yeah. do you imagine that's what could happen to your house if you left it with a? Uh, I could probably fit about 15 people in my house for a house party is that big so I reckon I reckon I reckon the children would fit fit more somehow well the children tend to draw on the walls when they want and stuff like that so my house can be multiple colours at any time so it is good I enjoy it so what is you go home you don't know what wallpaper you're going to have no they drew a fireplace on the bedroom wall (laughs) yeah so I was really pleased with that but they thought they'd done a good thing, so their bedroom looks like downstairs with a fireplace. That's so. nice. I can see the lo- I, I can see the logic. Yeah, so I was really pleased with that. I'm glad. Yeah, so I'm currently drawing his writing as well. One of my other sons wrote "fuck off." No. It's a paper at school. So that's nice. Yeah, it's good feedback. Really that is good feedback. That is good feedback. Isn't it? Curse, but he spelt it right, so part of it was positive. Oh, that's that's shocking. That's shocking. I know. My my four year old told me she's uh she's on the rainbow at the moment which is, me, which is a good thing and then she went but I'm only on the rainbow because the teacher's got to take it off so there's honesty there so the rainbow's the good side of the rainbow there we've got a rainbow a cloud and the normal weather I'm assuming excellent yeah yeah so there you go yeah. um, now obviously we then have Gary's uh, Gar- no it's uh, Wyatt's parents coming back after yes. the party finishes basically it's kind of implied that um, they both pull, they both, after the bikers go, both boys pull the girls. Both boys pull the girls, and you obviously... Um, did they have sex? I don't think they did. Well, that morning... Um, Chet. Chet comes in. He does. With a duck in his hand, he's been hunting, he's isn't been, he? Uh, so he gets out, he gets, he gets out, he's such a tropey character. Yeah. He gets out of his car, he walks towards, um, he walks towards, <laughs> he walks towards the house, and he's obviously bombarded, he sits with Lisa. Yeah. And who's obviously having none of it, none, he's obviously having none of it. Um, I mean, I mean, Lee, uh, Chet, yeah, the, the, the fickle Devon Hilly, they end up making out with Gary and Wyatt, and things are looking up. And Chet meets and offends a strong willed Lisa the next morning. Now, she ends up, we don't know what happened to him at first. He basically, you know, something's happened, yeah. just like the parents, just like the grandparents. But what, what I thought was quite good for the third time, you don't know what's happened. No, because he goes into the bedroom. He does, he goes to the bedroom. Wyatt, is it? No, it's Gary's laying in the bedroom um, with the blonde haired one. And, and he, he bangs him on the head, which is quite funny. Isn't with, it? Him with the gun, yeah, and you've got the shotgun. weirdest noise, and I can't explain how they yeah. made that noise. No. I don't know what it is, but yeah. it's, it's such a—it's almost a cartoony noise. It isn't is, it? yeah. Something he wants to know where Wyatt is. So then he gets, he gets Wyatt, and there's a massive argument. He bullies him. Yeah, yeah. He's basically bullying him, saying, "Yeah, I'll give you my life savings for the rest yes. of my life." Or yeah, yeah. Like that. But that annoyed me because he's just, stuck up for these. He's bikers. stuck up in front of the bikers, and he can't. And I, I, I kind of expected. Um, and the second time I watched it, it annoyed me even more. Mm. Yeah, because I'm thinking maybe they should have done that. But yeah. I really expected him to stand up for himself. Yeah. 
that would have been a really, really good ending as well. It would, it? it would, and it would have shown you would have had, you know, the, this this character arc yeah. of them. Now he stands up to his big brother. That's fantastic. It's gone full circle. It has. What they did in one way was funnier, but yeah, I think for me that would have left a better taste in my mouth. Yeah, on the journey of tropes of what they were doing, it, it, this would have been was, a perfect one. It would have been, it? yeah, it would have been a perfect one, wouldn't it? Yeah. I don't know how he would have come back at his brother, but it would have been good. One way or another, it would have been good. Yeah. And that didn't happen. And that, for me, that was a massive negative. Yeah, because they all go downstairs to the kitchen um, and uh, Lisa says, guys, you take the girls home. And uh, I'll deal with, yeah, basically, yeah. and you're thinking, well, I'll deal what's going to happen? Yeah, and you kind of think, is his memory going to be wiped again, or yeah. what's he going to do? And, uh, <laughs> well, I, you know what, I still don't know what it is. I don't know, it's shit or something. It did, it? Like, it did look like a shit, yeah. and it was quite funny, and then when I, did, I was like, well. Yeah, she it, turns him into like a, a blob or something, a bl- Yeah, basically. Um, yeah. And she says it's going to wear off, eventually, and, and it, it was really, really funny, but... Yeah. Um, and she tells him to go like to be nice. Yes. To uh, why don't do this, don't do that, don't do this, and uh, it's quite funny. It is, and he, he does end up being obviously you know you you believe him, but once again, I mean going back to obviously to um, Kelly Brooks and Mary Poppins thing. Mm. The reason why Mary Poppins leaves in the film is because the family don't need her anymore. Yeah. And you kind of get the feeling that Lisa helped out. Perhaps you should. The, the kids still might need Lisa once obviously she goes. Yeah. Because uh, after, uh, I mean, after Chet's uh, and everything, she says, I'm off now. And she kind of like disappears in smoke. And that's when we, and then, what I like about when she disappears, we've got, um, you know, uh, all the clean-up. Complete, I, I like the way that uh, yeah, the, the just, house sorts itself out. Just reversed, I'm it? sure Gary, uh, Gary remembers his, uh, <laughs> Gary, yeah. you know, his dad remembers Gary. That one scene, when the Gary goes past him, and he goes, the wife goes, it is Gary, because... Yeah. <laughs> Who's this Gary again? That's it, that's at the end, isn't it? So I it wonder is. if the whole thing is actually undone. Yeah, because when he's driving his girlfriend home and the police are after him. Yeah. Um, yeah and as you say, because he's in this um, Porsche or whatever yeah. and he's got no licence and everything. And then he can be stopped. Yeah. And then he confesses his love to you. I mean, is, is it out a bit soon? Uh, yes. Uh, yeah, it was quite, It was really tropey. It's very sweet, but it was, it was really, well, I love really you. Tropey. And she went, thank you. Oh. She says, I love you, and uh, she doesn't say it back. Uh, yeah. Gutted. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's the only thing I can say. Yeah. Completely. And it, well, yeah, I think that was a bit too soon. The, the, after the very first kiss, I love you. But that was the 80s, that's what you did back then. Did you? You had big hair, you could get away with it. You had big shoulders, broad shoulders, thanks to shoulder pads. You could just lay love on the line like that. What other 80s films do you like? Um... I, God, I'm trying to think off the top of my head now. Breakfast Club, I really like Breakfast Club. Uh, I mean, John Hughes did a, so many films. Um, did like you do Fletch. Some... Fletch is a really good 80s yeah. film. Yeah, Chevy Chase. I mean, there's just so many. There's so many that I can't think of any. But uh, See, I'm, we're science. John Hughes. Um, yeah, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, another one. Of course, of course. Uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. I mean, these are all films we've actually talked about doing. Yeah, it's an Elmo's Fire. It's another it's one. Elmo's Fire. That's got a very similar... That's got almost, not quite the same, but very similar cast to um, yeah, like The, the Breakfast Pack. Club. Yeah. It's like them grown up, so, essentially, isn't it? Yeah, Mannequin as well, another one. Mannequin. Uh, so, Kim Cattrall. Yeah, some absolutely classic films. Mannequin 2 is a bit of a letdown, really. Yeah. It's like Miami Vice, going through the 80s. It's absolutely brilliant. Miami Vice. Yeah. Uh, did you ever like The Wedding Singer? It's not an 80s film, it's a film. Uh, I thought it was alright, yeah. It wasn't too bad, it was a bit of a cult film, wasn't it? 
It is. Not your type of thing, though. Well, so I, love I could film. watch it. I love that film but so it, much. it wouldn't be top of my list to watch. It wouldn't be top of your list to watch? No, not at all. No? No. It's oh. quite amusing. It is. I love that film. Well, I'd rather, if I was going to watch one of Adam Sandler's films, I'd rather watch Happy Gilmore uh, or Grown Ups or something like that. Or um, Little Nicky, that will be top of my list. I like, <laughs> I like Little Nicky. So. It's bizarre. Little Nicky's bizarre. Yeah, it's a crazy film. But Adam Sandler in 2015. It's really good. Yeah. I think after Grown Ups was nice... But he really, Grown Ups was almost like an exception because he hasn't really done too many really, really good films. No, there's a huge I, cast in Grown Ups no, as well. Exactly. I like Blended, but I, I appreciate that might not be the best film in the world, but I like that. Yeah. With him and Drew Barrymore. Yeah. And Fifty First Dates was nice. Um, yeah, wasn't he's, as good he's as the one he's a lot of great films. No, Happy Gilmore. Is his, he peaked at Happy Gilmore, funny yeah. enough, I think. Yeah, and he got a lot of roles after that, and then they just dried up, really, and it was just... Well, it became a trope of himself, didn't he? He played yeah. the same person all the time. Yeah. Big Daddy. But he's still playing Adam Sandler in yeah. pretty much all the films, yeah. unfortunately. Um, but, but obviously, going back, going, going, back to weird, going back to weird science, let's see if I've got any more interesting facts. Uh, uh, according to Bill Paxton, Chet's line, how about a nice greasy pork sandwich served in a dirty ashtray, was based on something uh, his father, John Paxton, used to say to him when Bill was hungover from a night of drinking. Oh. At the end of it, obviously... Yeah. Both boys have now kind of like, been married up to to each girl, haven't they? Devs and Hills. So they're both kind of with them, aren't they? They are. And one of them loves one. One yeah. of them loves one. Whether it's kind of uh, put back again, I don't know. But and Lisa's job's done, and there's that kind of touching scene which she cries and she says. Yeah, and, it, and I, I believe that John Hughes cried as well when it was quite touching and all stuff like that when it was actually being filmed. I mean, looking back now, if, if it was you in their position, would you rather have kept Lisa around yeah, and not been with the girls? Yeah, well, yeah, we've mentioned that when we, when we watched it together. Yeah. I would, have, I would have kept Lisa around. I'm sorry, you've got this person here who you've created, technically you're the parent, in some yeah. messed up kind of way, who can do anything. I'd be like, yeah, I'd like that car. I'd like another PlayStation 4. I'd like yeah. two Xbox Ones and play Titanfall with Stuart. I'm yeah. No, you know what I mean? That's too stunning. That, that's what I was thinking more of the lines. Oh, right, okay. Rather than material things like Xboxes and stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dearie me. So, but you, you're, 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 you're shallow and slightly a pervert, and I'm yes. just materialistic. So, uh, yeah, two well. negatives, really, there, aren't they? Um, <laughs> but I would, I mean, if I've created someone like that, who at the time she was absolutely stunning in every way. Yes. That, and you were young, growing up, kind of uh, just getting to your kind of sexual peak of coming or coming onto it, kind of 17, 18, 20s and stuff like that. To have someone like that who would do everything you want, I mean, that how, how good would that? It would. I mean, the only downside is that you've got a sharer, which is a bit of a downside. There is, that, that, there is a downside, and you know, eventually, uh, who, who's the real dad? Well, um, exactly. That can be. Yeah, did she get pregnant? I don't know. She's not a proper human being, is she? No, no, she so, got magic a baby. Without yeah, the pregnant baby. Oh, yeah, but um, but yeah, I for it me is. at that age, I'd rather. Well, she had to go, but I wouldn't. No, I, I wouldn't. Yeah, she had to go, and it, it finished right. She ends up as the uh, the PE teacher at the school that they go to to help all the geeks because yeah. clearly all yeah. of them need help. Yes, exactly. Which I thought was nice. Yeah, and interestingly, in the um, not in what is it uh, during the scene where Lee says, uh, "No, no, no." Okay, in the that scene, the Rocky music plays. Yeah. Apparently, in the HD version, it's the title track. Oh, really? Yeah. 
Did not did you? I did, well, I, I looked at it on IMDb, but I wanted you to have your moment of of magic. So uh, I hope I did that. Did I? Uh, I don't know, I don't know. But Vernon Wells, who plays Lord General, the lead biker, reprised nearly the same character in Mad Max 2. Did you know that? Oh, I said that earlier, I was yeah. taking the piss. Oh, did you? I Sorry, yeah. Sorry, you've got such a serious professional look on your face. <laughs> so, have you seen Mad Max? Uh, I've seen Mad Max. Mad Max. I haven't seen Mad Max 2, then I've seen Mad Max Beyond the Thunderdrome. That's one with Tina Turner. Yeah, what did you think of those films? I like Mad Max. And I was really, when I was watching it, because I didn't know, I'd seen the Thunderdrome, and for me it was just like a futuristic Indiana Jones type, you yeah. know, um, swashbuckler kind of film. And I was really shocked, his family died and everything. I was like, oh my God. Yeah, it's quite hard. That's, it's really dark. Yeah. Compared to the, what it ended up being, yeah, it was quite dark, wasn't yeah. it, the first one? Yeah, I really enjoyed the Mad Max films, and I've not seen them for years. I mean, obviously you've got Tom Hardy in the, the next Mad Max. Yes. Um... Which is coming out. I mean, I've been looking forward to going to watch that just to see. Well, this is the, this is the thing about remakes, to you. We get we we get so many of them now. Yeah. Yeah. Are they a good thing? Do we have too many? Do you think? I know. I know. This is probably a discussion for another day. In uh, proper, but I think we do. I, I think there was a well remakes. Okay. Sequels bother me a lot more. Um, when I mean last year, I mean I mentioned it in one of the other podcasts. It was a ridiculous amount of. Um, sequels coming out for different but films. I like fresh content and the best example I can say of something fresh was um, you know it's not it's not an original idea because it's been done in comic books but uh, Guardians of the Galaxy it was a rest for Marvel mm. but look how nice that was and for, for many many people that was fresh it wasn't a remake yeah. it wasn't a reboot it wasn't a sequel it wasn't a reimagining it was a fresh new uh, you know intellectual property IP yeah. at the cinema at the very least and yeah. how and that was so good and it was a risk by Marvel, but it paid off. And I feel we don't really have enough of that anymore. Yeah, I mean, do you feel that Marvel's kind of taken over a lot of the, the cinema or whatever? Well, they have, they have. I mean, when they, when they release a film, yeah, uh, one of the big ones, you know that's going to be number one in the box office. Yeah. It's a bit like the old X Factor always having Christmas number one. Yeah. Kind of, not anymore, but well, you know, when they first came yeah. out, yeah, it's almost like a guaranteed. Yeah. Which is, but then again, it deserves it. I mean, what Marvel film really, since, they, since Iron Man, since they done this Marvel Universe and this whole timeline mm. I can't really think of one Marvel film I haven't enjoyed there's been some that are not as good as others but yeah. I can't say I haven't enjoyed I, I, I can't say really a negative thing about any of them yeah no I agree I mean it, in the Marvel Cinematic Universe they've all been they've just struck gold basically all of them they? just yeah. absolutely all of them are brilliant they are, they are. so I thought we might even do a podcast done without mentioning Marvel no, no, no. Well, clearly, yeah, clearly, clearly, I, I clearly you got you got in there right at the end. <laughs> you can't. I can't badger you into that. Um, but yeah, before we go, I just want to just give a shout out to uh, Julia Suzuki at Julia Suzuki underline UK on Twitter. She's been uh, really kind enough to send us uh, one of her books from the Dragon series, and it's uh, a kids' book. Oh, fantastic! And it's for adults as well. And my son's reading it at the moment, and so far, he really enjoys it. So oh, nice. it's great. She was really nice sending out. I was having a chat with her. So if you go to um, juliasuzuki.com on her website and uh, you've got the Dragon series books on there and she's very nice. You can ask her questions or whatever and she's great. So I just wanted to say thanks to her for doing that because it, it was a nice treat. There you treat, go. There you go. Nothing, that is. Uh, which is a bonus. So before we go, best bit, worst bit? Best bit, worst bit of this film. Uh, worst bit was his accent when he was in the car drunk. Oh, that was annoying. Yeah, was it was really annoying. annoying. Uh, best bit probably was 
Um, seeing, uh, really, you still really call me shallow, haven't you? So, uh, no, no, my best bit is Kelly LeBrook. Kelly LeBrook. Ke- it, and and uh, special mention for Chet. Yes, yeah, but Kelly LeBrook is just for. She makes a film. Yeah, just for this what, what it's all about. Just what she did to me in the 80s was. That's what, really? It was brilliant. It's, yeah. it's what you do yourself, so, isn't it? If you look on, I posted on our Facebook site, um, I think it might even be Twitter as well, what she looks like now and what she looked like back then, just to compare it. Obviously, she's aged, everyone ages. Yes. Some grit gracefully, some don't. But with the help of cosmetic surgery, she hasn't aged gracefully. And she doesn't look that good, which is really disappointing because I'm sure she could age naturally and still look very beautiful. I know. Funny enough, I was looking at um, the, the top twenty-seven like celebs, you know, then and now, and obviously they picked the worst pictures, and yeah. anyone could look really bad in any picture. Yeah, look yeah. at us. Look at us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that and now, but yeah, it's shocking, isn't it, what some people have done? Yeah. To try and uh, keep the youthful rather than age gracefully. Yeah, it's awful, and she sadly she looks really awful. Whether it's because she was married to Stephen Seagal, I don't know. So, I mean, that would have an effect Good on Grandma, me. Grandma, no. Grandma, no. He loves Stephen Seagal. He does love Stephen Seagal. So, your best, I'll, I'll probably give this, I'll give it a four out of five. Really? Just because it, it's just an easy going, no, three and a half out of five, there you go. Oh, oh that's yeah, fine. I was going to give it three yeah, and a half. Just because it is a great film, and I just love the fractions of the 80s and the music. And what, why not the point five off? Why not the point five off? Uh, just didn't like whatever. What else I've given four to and stuff like that. So uh, that's true. That's uh, true. I mean, we gave five. Yeah, for me, it's a big point. I mean, I think it does exactly what it does when you when you come in. If you don't yeah. like it within the first fifteen minutes, you're not going to enjoy the rest of it. Yeah. So uh, and very quickly. Would you recommend it to anyone? Yeah, I think anyone any, anyone could watch it. Yeah, and I think so. Not 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 young kids, but yeah. Yeah, I think oh, it's I mean, an any, easy game. Any, any teenagers and, and onwards. Um, and I'll say, if you don't like it within the first 15, 20 minutes, it's a bit like this film is not for you. Because I think it sets out what... I see it sets out the universe very, very quickly. Yeah. And, what's, and, and, you know, and, and it's kind of comedy and what it expects to be funny. So... Yeah, so... What, do you give it 3.5? I do. What would you... Um, Give it no. So, what film are we doing next week? I'm so into this. The wrestler. Why are we doing the wrestler? Tell Darren me. Darren Aronofsky, because I like wrestling. What did you say after the wrestler? By Darren Aronofsky. All oh, right. <laughs> it just sounded <laughs> like a, it sounded like a noise. Oh, the wrestler, Darren Aronofsky. What? Isn't that joke by Darren Aronofsky? One of my yeah, good film. Mickey Rourke should have won the Oscar, but we'll talk about that when we talk about the film. Yeah, you're quite into wrestling, aren't you? I, I am, I am, I am, in, I am quite into wrestling. And we've got a special wrestling story. If you download next week's podcast of the wrestler, that we can talk about. It's a bit of a kind of it's a bit of a James origin story, really, from his like and love of wrestling. Uh, and it's quite a nice story, isn't it? It is. It is. It is. So it's, it's well worth. Some may say nice story. Some may say piss take. There is a fine line between both of them. But if you download next week's podcast, The Wrestler, it's a, it's a heartwarming story. We could even play the, um, the Journeyman, the, the Hulk um, theme tune to your story. I think it would be quite apt. Thank you very so, much. Yeah, but that's next week. So thank you very much. Uh, we oh, may have the rest of the gang back. I wanted to say, yeah, I know we don't normally do it, a quick shout-out to uh, Lucy, Lucy, Lucy and Kimberly. Oh, she'll kill me for calling her Kim. Kim, 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 for just showing us a, showing us a selfie of their new of their new sofa. Yeah. Um, 
I didn't think they'd, I wasn't sure whether I wasn't sure whether it actually happened. Yeah, they were going to go and buy. They are going to buy a sofa yep. for their new place, which is fantastic. And we said, "Can you get a selfie on the sofa in the shop with the bloke who's selling it to you?" And they said we'll do it, and they've done it. And they sent us a picture, and it's quality. It's both <laughs> of them thumbs up with the salesman. It's fantastic. Exactly yeah. what they said they'd do. We need to send them a selfie. We won't disappoint. Absolute uh, legends, guys. Wrestler next week. Thank, Thank you very you. much. Look again. It's no. Gary. No. It's our boy, Gary. He's our 16-year-old boy. I don't know what the hell you're talking about, Lucy, and I want you to shut up. You son of a bitch! Ew! Ew! Ew, that was Gary! Who is this Gary character?